Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Friends in Christ, grace and peace to all of you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Please be seated. I want to be right up front with you this morning. I've really had it with this whole COVID thing. You know, it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon either, does it? Um, how many of you here have been affected in some way by the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, everybody, pretty much everybody. Um, Right now, uh, Carrie's brother, my brother-in-law, Robert, is, uh, he's in ICU in Plano. Um, it's not on a ventilator, but they've been talking about it, and uh, we've been praying against that whole ventilator thing, although I know they're necessary at times. Uh, so uh, if you think of Robert, uh, pray for Robert. And I'm going to tell you another uh, COVID-19 story today. And this one's kind of an epic COVID-19 story. Uh, it's the worst one I've heard, and it's happening in my own family. Uh, this one is about another brother-in-law of mine. Jim Telchik is his name. Jim um, is married to my little sister, Lisa, and they've been married for about 40 years. Jim is 63. He's a pharmacist. He works for HEB in San Antonio. Uh, Jim was diagnosed with COVID back in October of 2020. That's like just a couple of months or so before the virus was, was put out for, for the rest of us. Um, Jim was hospitalized quickly after his diagnosis and um, soon he was in ICU. Um, he resisted going on a ventilator, but eventually he had to. Um, Jim's lungs literally were killed by COVID. They were just killed. His lungs were wiped out. And um, um, in ICU, they put him on this machine called an ECMO machine. Uh, ECMO is a machine that takes your blood out of your body and puts oxygen in it and recycles it back into your body so that your organs will stay alive. You'll stay alive. Um, and they did that because he had no lung function at all. There was zero lung function. Uh, from October last year till February of this year, it was a roller coaster, up and down. Good news, bad news, improvement, infection, improvement. And then in February, Lisa and Jim were given the option, either he could get off the ECMO machine and die, or he could go to Chicago, where in Chicago, at this hospital in Chicago, they're, they're doing these double lung transplants on COVID patients. And, uh, and they chose the transplant, and um, Jim was trans, Jim and Lisa both were transferred by air ambulance from San Antonio 
to Chicago. And uh, during that time, we were all so hopeful. Uh, they had found the donor for Jim, eventually, not long. This was in February or March. And today, September the 12th, almost a year after his diagnosis, Jim's still in ICU. Still, uh, still in ICU in Chicago. He's still on a vent. Now he's on dialysis uh, because his kidneys have been failing. And um, some days he's alert and some days not so much. Um, he didn't respond the way that we had hoped he would to the transplant. And it'll be a year in just a few weeks that this has been going on. You know, during this last year, our family, we had prayed continually. Um, I say continually. I mean, I wouldn't say 24 hours a day. We pray every day. Um, and um, we prayed in a lot of different ways, right? It's like, we try this one, you come back with this one, you try another one. And, and, uh, and so we prayed, uh, we prayed individually. We prayed together. We prayed on Facebook. We prayed on text and email and on the phone. We've had Zoom meetings as a family because our family is spread out all over the country now. And uh, we had Zoom meetings where we've sung and worshiped and prayed. And um, we prayed in church. We prayed in Bible studies. My Sunday school class is aware because we pray for Jim in there and talk about him. Um, and all during this time, almost this whole year, Jim Telchik has uh, continued to struggle and to fight. He fights this thing. And uh, at times, I'm sure for him, but at times as a family, it just seems overwhelming. You know, it's just overwhelming. Um, there are times, honestly, where I wonder, Lord, are you there? Are you listening? Can you hear us? Would you please do something, Lord? In this gospel lesson today, in Mark chapter 9, Jesus encounters a man with the son who's possessed by an unclean spirit, scripture says. This had been apparently going on for years because Jesus asked him, how long has this been going on? And the man said, well, from childhood. So apparently he's an adult. So this has been going on for a long time. The son was mute and he foamed at the mouth. Scripture says he grinded his teeth and uh, the spirit would throw him into the fire or into the water to try and kill him. Now, as a parent, could you imagine dealing with that every day for all those years? Lord have mercy. Uh, you can imagine that this father 
had tried everything he could think of to help this son. What parent wouldn't? He brought him to the disciples, and they weren't able to help. I bet this father was exhausted. You know, he just worn out. I bet he was just um, out of hope. And so Jesus, who was fresh off the Mount of Transfiguration, he came along, and he asked the crowd who had gathered around this man with the son, what's going on? And the father tells Jesus the story of his son, and then he adds this prayer. If you can do anything, have compassion and help us. Jesus replied, if I can, if I can, all things are possible to the one who believes. Now, I don't really know what went on in that father's mind in that brief little moment before he replied. You know, it's hard to say, but I know what some of us would say. I know what I would say. I would probably be thinking about after Jesus said that, uh, I would be thinking, I'd look at my son and say, yeah, you just don't understand how long this has been going on. <laughs> this thing's been going on for a long time. He's really in bad shape. Uh, maybe he thought about all the struggles of those years. Maybe he thought about all the things he had tried. Maybe he thought about all the resources he had used up trying to help his son. Jesus tells him to believe. But this problem is so huge. It's just huge, Jesus. If he's to believe, he's going to need some help. He needs like a boost, right? He's a faith booster. And so he turns to Jesus and he says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Right? He's saying, Lord, I believe you, but I just need a little bit of help to make it true. <laughs> I want it to be true. Lord, you know, Sometimes the problems of this life, they're just so overwhelming. Overwhelming. They can exhaust our emotions, our energy, our resources, and even our faith. Sometimes our faith just kind of gets worn out in a long, drawn-out problem. You know, problems or trials, whatever kind they are, doesn't have to be COVID. It can be a relationship or a job or family or, or whatever the problem is. Uh, sometimes huge problems can overshadow everything in our lives, even to the point where we have a hard time seeing Jesus. And if you're dealing with something like that today, if you're at that point where you're exhausted, or maybe just prayed out. If you need help to believe that Jesus is listening, that he cares, that he wants to help you, remember this prayer. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. I don't know how he'll answer your cry, but I know he will. He will. Because he promises that he will.
And you can count on him to keep his word. He will hear you because he promises to hear. He does care because he says he does. And he will be with you because he promised so. To the close of the age, he said, I will be with you. He says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never abandon you. Whatever the size of your problem today, Jesus is bigger still. When I was going through a particular problem, one of these huge problems at a time in my life, I read these words of Corey Ten Boom. And uh, Corey said, and you know, Corey, she had those things in her life. If you don't know the name, look her up. But uh, Corey said, uh, no pit is so deep that he is not deeper still. No pit is so deep that he is not deeper still. You know, he is able to hear you. He cares. Keep crying out and never, ever give up. Never give up. I hope this sermon is helpful to someone here today because it's been helpful to me putting it together. It's been helpful to me. So thank you for that. Uh, my brother-in-law, Jim, he's a good guy. He is a good guy. He loves my sister. He loves his kids. He loves his grandkids. He loves the Texas Longhorns. I know. Um, and he loves more than anything, he loves the Lord Jesus. He loves Jesus. You know, I don't know today what the future holds for Jim, but I know who holds his future, right? I know who holds his future. And I know this. I know by the word of God and the promise of Jesus that there will be victory in this for Jim and for Lisa. There will be victory. And I say that along with this prayer, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.